Hello, I'm Miles, and welcome to the Bite Size Marketing Podcast. This is an episode in a series that aims to make marketing easy to understand and simple for businesses of any size to implement. I hope you enjoy. How many touch points till they buy? Now, the short answer is who knows, right? It could be one. It could be 30, but, you know, I'm going to talk on average and I'm going to talk around some ways in which you might want to think about how many times you touch somebody um, within the process. So, um, you know, marketing itself is not around a singular touch point. Okay, Um, a lot of customers, uh, when I start working with them, they will say to me, Miles, I've tried marketing. And I'm like, okay, um, how did you get on with it? And they'll say, it didn't work. And when I ask uh, uh, more probing questions, uh, the answers that I get back most commonly is that they try individual bits of marketing, um, but on their own, in isolation. And of course, this is never really going to be highly effective, because You need a rounded approach to marketing and ultimately people need to be made aware of your brand and they need to interact with your brand multiple times before, on average, they will make a purchase. So, um, sorry, I'm just going to come out of, uh, of this and try and log back in so I can uh, see any questions that come through. Right. Okay. I can see now that it is live and the uh, closed captions are going mental on my screen. Right. Right. Okay. So I can see there are people on live as well. Apologies for for that, but I couldn't quite see that that things were working out. Right. Let's get back into it. So try and think about marketing, right, as um, something which you do in a joined up way and something that you do in perpetuity um constantly ongoing and not something that you do for a short period of time and just give up and think it doesn't work so when i when i started in marketing as a young boy there were no there was no such thing as digital marketing and there was no way of touching people through a smartphone because smartphones didn't even exist right and on average, we were told that um, back in the day, you had to touch people seven times before they engage or they bought. And that was typical, right? Now, I know you might sort of do uh, a paid for ad campaign on Google and someone might click on you and buy straight away. All right, then you're lucky and you've got a you've got a product that they already were interested in and were ready to buy. But the vast majority of people, they will want to come into contact with you multiple times before they are ready to make the purchase. So seven times is what it used to be back in the good old days before digital was a thing. Now that digital has become a thing, though, what do we think has happened to the number of touch points on average? Well, the last official stats that I saw, it was over 13 times that people had to see and engage with you before they bought, right? I think it was something like 13.2 or something like that. 
But looking at some stats on the internet now, it can be between 13 and 22 times that they need to see your brand before they will actually make a decision to purchase, right? And this is a lot of, this is a lot, right? It's a lot. Um, but this isn't surprising, I suppose, because of the ubiquitous nature of social media, right? It's everywhere. And back in my day, you know, there were fewer magazines where you could place advertisements. There were fewer radio stations. There was only three channels on the TV. You know, there was a lot less media out there. So it's no surprise that there were less touch points in, before people would buy. Now, it's constant, right? It is absolutely constant. You're being bombarded by advertisements left, right and centre. So it is to me, it's not surprising that this figure can now be quite high. Let's talk about um, some sort of simple funneling, because ultimately the touch points I'm talking about, you need to do these in a joined up way and with an approach, right? So I've talked about funneling before. Um, if you missed that one, you can look back through it on my LinkedIn or go onto my YouTube channel and, and catch up with it. But in essence, there are three sort of main areas to your funnel. There's the awareness stage, there's the consideration stage, and then there's the conversion or the purchase stage. Don't forget, there's like a post-sale part of this as well. Now, I appreciate we're talking about, you know, how many touch points before people buy. But what I'm going to say is don't forget that those people that have been your customers, they can continue to be your customers and your advocates. So it's really important that you continue to communicate with them post-sale. You know, you give them the service, you give them some kind of loyalty. All right. These are things that are important. So construct yourself a simple funnel. And we'll talk a little bit now about what can go into these funnels. And they don't all have to be um, paid for services. Some of them are free or low cost and some of them are paid. So common activities. And when I was a boy, we used to talk about above the line and below the line. And then when sort of digital came through, became through the line. Hey, look, it doesn't really matter, but traditional sort of media would have been TV, radio, print, outdoor, PR, right? The uh, the below the line stuff or the through the line stuff now is going to be, you know, your online ads, email, search, blogs, reading my list, um, affiliate marketing, direct marketing, you know, word of mouth through networking. We talk a lot about that on this channel. Um, your website, your social media platforms, your newsletter, cold calls, promotions, instant messaging or WhatsApp chatting, ebooks, loyalty programs. Like the list goes on. Webinars. <laughs> You're right. The list goes on and on and on. These are multiple touch points, uh, three, six, nine, 12. Like I came up with just 15 there, right? There are a whole lot more. And let's not forget that you don't just do these things as one off. You keep doing them. So once someone has subscribed to your newsletter, 
right? They see that touch point once. And if you publish them monthly across six months, they'll touch you six times. Not everybody is ready or at the right time for purchase, don't forget. So it's really important to keep your messaging consistent and do this sort of joined up approach. Now, I just want to give you a real world example um, of how uh, a simple funnel can be very effective. So one of my uh, monthly customers who shall remain nameless, um, we put in place a simple funnel. And this is how it's structured. So I we first of all, we have identified our target market. I talk about this a lot on the show. This is all about making sure that you have someone, an avatar in mind for you to direct your marketing towards. So we have our, and it's a B2B business, right? So we have our targets. Um, we've identified that. I then go away and find potential targets and put them in front of the customer for them to approve. And when they've approved it, the funnel begins. So we connect with them on social media. We then generate an email, and this is all done through a CRM system. It actually generates um, uh, a domino effect. So the moment that I put them into the connected on social media bucket, it moves seamlessly through to send them a, a personalized email. That then in turn triggers the sending of a physical letter. Remember those? Right. So we're hitting different mediums here. We're hitting social media. We're hitting email marketing. We're hitting um, direct mail with a covering letter and a brochure that gets sent out in the post or a flyer or a key ring or whatever you want to do. Right. Then after a period of time, that is followed up by a sales progressor. OK, somebody who's expert in cold calling, I would say lukewarm calling because we've got some details there, but then trying to arrange a meeting for the boss of the company to get in front of them. Now, this doesn't sound like 13 touch points or 20 odd touch points, but the point being is that this is a standard funnel which allows you to do a couple of things. Firstly, you're adding new contacts to your leads to your database, which allows you to continue to touch with even if you don't convert them in the first instance. But let me give you two real world examples, right? So um, this week, we've managed to get um, an order confirmed from a company which we only put into that funnel three weeks ago. That's a pretty good sort of uh, turnaround in terms of conversion and the order is being sent into the factory um, as we speak but also I wanted to give you an example and we touched we touched those people at least six times before they actually engage with us right and it did go all the way to the boss actually having a physical meeting with them however what about more instant gratification? We all like things instantly. Well, one of the people, one of the targets that I reached out and connected with via LinkedIn, a couple of days later, messaged me back. They were in the market, right? They were ready for our services. So I put them straight onto the sales progressor and a meeting has been arranged very, very quickly. We didn't have to sort of take them through the whole of the sales funnel. So, look, you know, 
were we lucky that that particular person was ready to engage with us? Well, look, I don't believe in luck. I think you create your own luck. And by having a structured funnel where we connect with them through the different channels, that gave us the opportunity to be there at the right time when that customer was ready. Okay, so just a, a little sort of success story just from one of my customers. And it was well, not one success story. It was two success stories um, within the last week where our funnel has been effective. So um, we're talking about on average, a customer will need to be touched by you in some form of marketing activity between seven and eight times. Okay, it can be as low as first time touch, as my example, when we connected on LinkedIn, or two to three, if you've got um, somebody who is nice and warm to you, or it can be as long as 13, 22 plus, it may take you a good couple of years with, especially say in my business, somebody could be watching today and think, oh, you know, I quite like what Miles is saying, but they may, may not be ready to engage with my services, I don't know, until their financial year starts again, or until they've got, um, you know, uh, uh, something else happening within their business, like who knows what the, the rationale or reasons is. But if I'm not here, and if I'm not doing this, then those people can't see me, right? It's just one of my touch points. Um, if you've got any questions, I can see there's quite a few people on today live. So please pop them in the chat. Be happy to answer them if I can for you. I'm going to finish up by just um, making like an obvious point. OK. And there is some research out there to show this is true. But the more touch points you put in place, the more opportunities you give to get business. OK. So. If you've got, if you're touching people six, seven, eight times, let's try and push that out. Let's try and touch people 12 times and you'll see your conversion rates increase. You know, start adding layers into your funnel. But if you don't have a funnel, start somewhere. All right. Start being consistent. Start showing up and doing things on a regular basis. And over time, you will see that it starts to make a difference. So don't just do social media and do it on its own. Don't just post blogs and do them on their own. Don't just send emails out. Don't just create newsletters. Do all of these things in a joined up, rounded approach. Okay. Joined up marketing right, is the best way to engage and touch with people on a regular basis and be a little bit smart about it. Like I've talked before, you know, create content and then repurpose content across the multiple um, touch points and channels that you have. All right. OK, here we go. Uh, Karen uh, in the chat has put. <laughs> right. OK, my, my name apparently calls me Mars in the um, subtitles. Um, is that AI titling? Interesting subject. Uh, right. OK, so you're talking about the captioning. The captioning has been driven by me switching on um, closed captioning 
within the broadcast of LinkedIn. So if you watch this back on YouTube, you won't see the closed captioning. Um, I use a system called Restream. So if you go live on LinkedIn, you can only use a number of uh, streaming softwares. Restream is one of them. And oh, it's been quite faffy to find. And quite frankly, it needs to be a little bit easier. But um, I've had to schedule each Tuesday event. And then on LinkedIn, I've had to go into um, the settings and click closed captioning. Uh, last week, when I just went live and I didn't schedule the event, it didn't give me an option for closed captioning. So the thing is absolutely bizarre. So um, are some touches... Right, so, yeah, so that answers your question there. Um, the other question is, are some touches more powerful than others? Well... I think the answer has got to be yes. I mean, we've talked about video being one of the most powerful tools, right? You know, uh, if a picture tells a thousand words, then, you know, a video must be millions. Um, but it's probably um, specific or particular to the types of products and services that you offer. Um, Karen, I know that you're in video production. So I would say if you produced loads of written marketing materials it wouldn't be as effective as if you produce lots of video marketing materials for your business you're in video it would you know it'd be the same if you were a uh, you know a songwriter and you didn't promote your song lyrics and that type of stuff so so that was a really good example but you know it's it's horses for courses the point being is even if you find one medium like video in your respect, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater when it comes to blogs, the written word, articles, DMs. You know, uh, just think about touching people on a multiple level across multiple different um, platforms. And one of the nice things with doing this digitally now is that you can trace how popular your activities are. You know, that's one of the nice things about digital marketing is the fact that you can see the stats, you can see what works for you. Um, just one of the things with that is that when you create a campaign, think about creating a bespoke landing page so that if you have got a particular promotion within your business, when you market it, create a landing page that just gives people the call to action around that promotion. Don't just send them to your homepage where they just get lost in the mire. Send them to something that is specific around the promotion that you're doing. That way as well, you can track how popular that promotion has been. And then over a number of promotions, you can see whether or not there's a sweet spot in terms of what works best for you within your genre. OK, so I hope that helps, Karen. Different formats are warmer to different people. Um, so knowing the types um, of communication, the target audience. Yeah, well, look, th this comes back to my original um, point about knowing your target audience. OK, if I had just if I had not known the target for my customer, then I wouldn't have been able to draw up an accurate list of targets, right? It, they would have all got sort of thrown out. But the 
more detail you go into around your target, the more relevant that you can make your marketing and your marketing messages for them. Okay. Um, um, hopefully that's answered your question for you there, um, Karen. Target market, especially in the digital age, you can go into granular um, detail when it comes to the behaviors of certain demographics. So these days, especially if you operate on a digital platform, you can find out that not only somebody uh, prefers to go and get their coffee from Cafe Nero, but the fact that they like soya milk and the fact that they like it uh, frappéd or whatever it may be, bad example. But, um, you know, in terms of sort of years ago, just knowing that someone was male, that they were in a socio-economic demographic um, and that they um, were more likely to read the Telegraph over the sun, um, that kind of thing these days is a lot more detailed and you can be um, a lot more specific with what you do. Right. OK, so uh, joint, my, my big main point here that I want to make is this. It doesn't matter how many touch points it, it, it makes to get them to buy. The point is that generally it takes more than one engagement to get people to buy. Make sure that everywhere that people are able to see you, your website, your social media, Make sure that it's up to muster because make and, and LinkedIn, make sure your LinkedIn profile's up to muster or your business pages is, is all nice and uh, neat because people will look to that for social proof. It's just another touch point. You know, people are armchair detectives these days. You know, they will go and do a lot of research because research is there. You know, 20, 30 years ago, the only bit of research you could do was to go to the library or to get the Encyclopedia Britannica out, right? Or to ask an old person who probably knew more than you. These days, it's all in the palm of their hand. So make sure that your marketing campaigns are rounded. Make sure that you touch people regularly and often. And make sure that when they do interface with you, you're shouting the right messages. Okay. That's it. That's all from me today. A nice short one, really. Um, thank you so much for watching, Karen. Thank you so much indeed for adding your comments there. I hope you have all found this very useful. Next week, we're going to be talking about TikTok. I know. I know this is going to come um, as uh, uh, an interesting uh, conversation to be had with uh, most of my target market. Um, maybe they uh, are or are not on TikTok. If you are, let me know. It'd be interesting perhaps to um, get your opinions and what you think about that social media. Right. Well, you all have fun um, <laughs> and uh, get marketing in the round and touching those customers as many times as you can to be in the right place at the right time for them to convert. Until next time. Thanks for watching. Ta-ta for now. Thank you so much indeed for listening to this bite-sized uh, podcast. Uh, if you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to contact me. You can email me on miles at milesmarketing, or one word, .co.uk. Or why don't you send me an inappropriate GIF? You can do that on WhatsApp. Uh, it's plus 44. 
754-069-5785. And however you get in touch, please do let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if you put any of these uh, tips into action and what the outcome was. So I hope you have enjoyed this and uh, I'll see you next time.